The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Wellness, Inc. I'm Dr. Mike Moreno taking a deep dive into the big business of wellness. After more than 20 years of practicing traditional medicine, I'm fascinated with the booming wellness industry. I explore apps, gadgets, and discoveries, everything new to help us all get and stay well. So today my guest is Dr. Bill Bruno. Now, Dr. Bruno is a well-known cosmetic plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills. And then everyone's thinking, okay, another plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills. But when we talk today, you're going to understand why this guy is a totally different and very unique individual, despite being an amazing surgeon. Uh, he's the author of the book, The Modern Woman's Guide to Choosing a Plastic Surgeon, Breast, Body, and Buttocks. And even though Dr. Bruno, like I said, is well known for surgical skills, we're not going to talk about tummy tucks and breast augmentation today. We want to learn about Bill's experience with the healing powers of a plant-based diet. Yes, you heard that right. This is a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon who is all about a plant-based diet. And we're going to dive into this later. And he's been eating only plant-based foods, or as he talks about it, whole food, plant-based diet, not vegan. And we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, for the last few years. And now he recommends this diet to all of his patients. And he says that not only will the patients look better, but you're going to have a better outcome surgically. You're going to heal better. You're going to have less infection. So enough of me talking. Let's welcome Dr. Bill Bruno. Thanks for having me. Listen, I, I'm excited. Uh, full transparency. Now, I know, I've know i known Dr. Bruno for a long time. I, we were fortunate, or I was fortunate enough to, to edu- train with him, go to medical school with him. I didn't train with him, but I did go to medical school with him. Amazing surgeon. His accolades speak I mean, volumes. This guy is a product of Stanford and Duke plastic surgery. So I'm going to let him talk a little bit about, you know, his his formative years, as I like to use the term. Uh, and uh, we'll go from there. So, Dr. Bruno, tell us a little bit about your background. Well, I, uh, I grew up in the East Coast and went to medical school in Philadelphia and then did my training in general surgery. Um, I started at Stanford. I finished my general surgery in St. Louis, and then I did my formal plastic surgery training at Duke uh, before moving out to Southern California about uh, 16 years ago. So I've been out in private practice here for 16 years, mostly doing outpatient plastic surgery, like cosmetic procedures, like breast augmentations, liposuction, tummy tuck. And that's kind of uh, been my professional journey up to this point. And then uh, as far as the plant-based, that happened a couple of years ago. There are so many surgical specialties. What made you go the plastics direction? What's, what's your, what was your drive? Well, you know, in my training in general surgery, we operated on a lot of, uh, you know, different body parts and, you know, men, women, young and old. And I always sort of was fascinated that the plastic surgeons would uh, come in and assist with some of our surgeries, and they would uh, offer a lot of creativity and a lot of different um, options for the same problem, like how to solve a problem. And 
I was drawn to that. And uh, after general surgery, I decided I didn't want to do um, just general surgery, like removing gallbladders and colon cancer, and went on and did additional training in plastics, which I, which I love. And now I, I do mostly cosmetic surgery, but in the training, we did everything. We did hand surgery, we did microsurgery, we did facial trauma and all of that. And now my practice is kind of it's kind of evolved into mostly cosmetic, which I enjoy a lot and I enjoy the the lifestyle of it. I mean, the hours, I don't have to take as much call as I did in my younger days, but um, I just love the creativity of, uh, you know, plastic surgery where the science and the art sort of uh, intersect. Yeah, I know I've heard uh, uh, Dr. Bruno thousands of times say it changing lives. And, and it's so true because it's not just about the physicality, right? And, and we all know that, you know, when you talk about the, the outcomes and, and some of these things, especially even with social media these days, when, when people have a, a, a certain look or some aspect of their body that affects them, it's not just the physicality of it. It's, it's the, it's the person, it's their confidence, it's their ability to, to do what it is they want to do. So I know you've said that over and over, and I know that's a big thing for you. It's not just about the creativity and the brilliance, you know, surgery that you do, but it's, you truly do change lives. Yeah. I, you know, it's a, it's a privilege. I get to do that. In fact, uh, just uh, a day or two ago, I saw a patient who I did a tummy tuck on three months ago and she was a mom, had two or three kids, and she looked great. And I said, you know, this is a nice result. You know, maybe next visit we'll take pictures. And, and uh, you know, she got somewhat emotional saying, you know, this really changed my life. I did this for me. I didn't do it for my husband. I didn't do it for anyone else. And, you know, I could see even through her mask, you know, her expression. Right. <laughs> how she was very, uh, you know, thankful and, and emotional. And, you know, I realized that, you know, a tummy tuck to me might just be a, another surgery, but, you know, to a lot of patients, it erases a lot of, uh, you know, the, 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 the scars, if you will, from their, from the pregnancy and what's left behind and tries to restore them back to being, uh, you know, a whole person again. And it's not, not curing cancer, but you are changing people's lives with these surgeries, which, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate that I get to do that. We got to get into this plant-based thing because this is to me, and I think this is what makes Dr. Bruno unique in this way. Obviously, he's a very skilled surgeon. He's trained at the best places in the country, some of the best places in the world, and he now has his practice, a very successful and competitive practice in Beverly Hills. You can't ask for a more competitive resume than that, but here's the deal. Dr. Bruno is all about plant-based, and it's it's... It's come over the last few years. I've heard him talk about it over and over. And I thought that this was, to me, it's such a big part of your life. I, I, so I want to like, let's just go to, to what brought you down this. Like, I, I know you've been talking about it for a while now, but let's, let's let the listeners kind of hear a little bit about how you went this direction. And then we're going to really dive into this. Sure. Um, well, a couple of years ago, I think it was about three years ago, I got a, a blood test back and found out I had very elevated cholesterol, and especially my LDL cholesterol, which is the bad cholesterol. So I went to see a cardiologist and got some tests done, and I got what they call a calcium score, a calcium scan, where they do a CAT scan of your heart and they look for calcifications. And the normal score is zero, and my score was quite high. It was, I think, over 400, which is a 
sign that you have, you know, calcified hardened vessels, which led me to another test, which is called the CT angiogram to look at the vessels a little more closely, at least an image of the vessels. And I had like 25% blockage of the three main coronary vessels. And this was very, at the time I was 49, I think. And, you know, this was frightening to me. And uh, the cardiologist at the time recommended um, the Mediterranean diet and Lipitor and baby aspirin. And I tried to, you know, think of other options because I, I actually can't swallow pills, as odd as that sounds. So I didn't want to take Lipitor <laughs> the rest of my life. The baby, the baby aspirin was okay. Let me affirm to you, yes, that is odd that the 52-year-old man will not swallow pills. And that's an actually very <laughs> accurate statement. He can chew a baby aspirin, though. That I can see him do. Well, the other thing is this, Bill, like you've had heart disease in your family. So, you know, you're yet an example of tens of thousands, millions of Americans who you can do everything right. But if you have those bad genetics, you know, what do you do? And so, you know, you have this, I know with your father passed away and I know with uh, other family members, you, you have that sort of genetic kind of strike against you, right? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people have that, you know, heart disease running in the family. And then the more I sort of learned about it and the more research I did on it, you know, I realized that you can, to some extent, overcome some of those genetic predispositions when I think what really runs more in a lot of our families is poor diets. And I think that's a common thread, whether you're Italian-American like my family or African-American, Mexican-American, Asian-American. I think a lot of uh, ethnic foods have, um, you know, uh, low nutritional content, I guess, for lack of a better phrase. So I tried to look into what could I do. And instead of doing the Mediterranean diet and Lipitor, which was recommended to me, I opted for a whole foods, plant-based diet. I did some research on my own and I realized that we are not necessarily victims of our genetics. And if some disease, you know, um, you know, took down the lives of, of one of our family members. That doesn't necessarily have to happen to us. And I realized through, you know, audiobooks and webinars and, um, you know, online, a lot of online self-education that, you know, you can change your destiny with nutrition and you can change it specifically with a whole foods plant-based diet. And you can not only halt if it's heart disease or diabetes or even some cancers, you can reverse, you know, heart disease. And this was known decades ago, but I think um, there's this lack of education in medical school, lack of education in residencies and training. So I think a lot of people like ourselves, like doctors, just didn't know the power of nutrition. And I finally, two or three years ago, woke up to that. And that's what really got me motivated to eat better, to, by the way, get my cholesterol down to a level where they wanted it with Lipitor. Yeah, or actually even better. I think you you were able to get it down to even a lower value. So you bring up a lot of great points. And I think that, you know, we live this fast-paced life. I mean, life now in 2020 compared to how it was 30 years ago, we have all of these things, fast food, all of this stuff. You know, we work 150 hours a week. We, we, we work, you know, 12, 14, 15 hours a day. We eat this, we eat on the run. So it's hard to make this transition. And I know that you read uh, Dr. Greger's book, How Not to Die. So like, you know, for a listener who's out there saying, okay, I'm buying this, I'm into this, 
how do I get started? Like, how, how did you get started? And, and, you know, tell us like that initial thing. You wake up, you're told you have these heart disease. You got the family genetics working against you. Like, where does someone begin this? Yeah, well, for me, you know, my first thought is, well, okay, now I can't eat red meat. And then I just did more research and I realized, well, it's not just red meat. It's, you know, all meat, actually, all animal products. But I forget exactly how I got it in touch with Dr. Gregory's book. I think even before that, I, I listened to the China study, which is sort of a landmark right. study. Um, that's a nutrition. huge study. Sure. Yeah. You know, the study that spanned several decades, essentially saying that, um, uh, uh people eating plant-based diets in rural parts of China weren't having the same diseases as people eating animal-based diets in urban parts of China. And, uh, and they looked at that and that the, the correlations to certain populations in America, but, I started really just an online search of what can I do to not take Lipitor? <laughs> what can I do to reverse or stop this this heart disease? And what can I do to change the you know my destiny? And I I did come across some of the leaders. I think Dean Ornish is one of the leaders in the field. I think Dr. Greger certainly now with um, How Not to Die, which is an audio book I came across a couple of years ago. He now has a great book, How Not to Die. But, but, you know, nonetheless, I did a lot of, um, you know, online education because to be honest, I mean, my cardiologist, his answer was the Mediterranean diet, which isn't a bad diet. However, it's not quite as uh, good, it, it, you know, compared to a completely whole foods uh, plant-based diet. And I realized there's tons of literature out there and there's tons of evidence, but we're not always told this. We're not always told it. By our physicians, we're not always, it's not something we, you know, in the 90s in medical school learned. And to my knowledge, they're still not learning it in 2020 in medical school. Yeah, no, I think it's gotten better, but you're right. It, it, and, you know, it's, it's med school is still four years long and, uh, you know, you cram in all the basics. But I, I'm with you. I think you look at disease and prevention uh, you know, we all know it's a lot easier, you know, me as a family physician, I can tell you firsthand, it's a lot easier to take care of a person who's healthy than to take care of a person who's sick and to take care of a healthy person. It starts with education, uh, and prevention. And clearly you figured that out. So what happens? So you switch to this diet, your cholesterol plummets. What about your body, your physique? Do you lose weight? You gain weight? And I think this is maybe an important time to distinguish because you hear people throw this term vegan and that's deceptive. And I think it is a much more collective way to say is whole food plant-based diet because vegan can be paid potato chips, cookies, things like that. So uh, that's an important distinction, I think. Yeah, I, definitely. I think vegan essentially is uh, one who avoids all animal products. And as you mentioned, you can eat potato chips, french fries, ultra-processed vegan foods, which aren't that great for you compared to uh, the whole foods plant-based diet, which is essentially eating a food that has not been processed or minimally processed, like eating uh, an apple instead of apple juice or eating banana <laughs> instead of banana bread or you know things like that. Right. So trying to eat foods in their purest form. I mean, you could still cook foods, but you know, not... Um, you know, uh, extracting them and whittling them down and adding oils, fat, salt, and sugar to them. Whereas I think that happens a lot with vegans and you know, a lot of these so-called junk food vegans who are eating, um, you know, uh, meat substitutes, which I think have their pl 
place, if you're out to dinner somewhere, I, I mean, I would choose an Impossible Burger over a beef burger. But yeah, I think it is an important distinction. And I think um, even vegetarian, you know, one who eats still eggs and dairy is going to have, um, you know, still potentially suffer some of the same diseases as those who eat animal products. So, you know, there's a lot of science behind it. I think the whole foods plant-based diet is the ideal diet and it not only just for weight maintenance, but to prevent, you know, uh, chronic diseases, diabetes, uh, heart disease, dementia, and cancers. And um, for me and my patients, it also happens to be the best diet for your skin and for your appearance, you know, for not only main controlling your weight, but, you know, helping have good, you know, clear skin. But, um, you know, they, yeah, that is a distinction. What was the transition for you? So you go from, you know, being, you know, basic, as you put it, the unhealthy American diet and, and yeah. you say, okay, I'm going to make this change. I'm going this whole food plant-based route. I mean, now, and we're going to get to this now you, it's like, you feel like a different person, but was there an apprehension? Was it a sense of urgency? Obviously you're, you're in a cardiologist lab. He's telling you got this disease and through your vest, but what, you know, were you like, cause a lot of people are out there thinking I can't do it impossible. And I don't think it's impossible. Um, and I think I always tell my patients, it, you know, the ultimate panacea, if I may, is to become whole food plant-based only. But I tell my patients, and I use this term a lot, plant forward. And in other words, head that direction. And, you know, more of the good and less of the bad is what we all want to do. So what was your transition like when you started doing this diet? I mean, how did you feel? What was your energy? Did you, you know, what was that like? Yeah, well, you know, I first um, cut out red meat, which I would have, you know, several times a week. And then after a few weeks of that and learning more and doing more research, I realized, well, I think I need to also cut out the chicken and the turkey, which were probably the other meats I was eating the most. You know, I didn't eat much pork. And then the more I learned, I'm like, well, I should also cut out eggs, cheese, and dairy, which was probably the last things to go. But um, that was the transition, and it was hard. And then even things like sweets, because I still like sweets, but, you know, the sweets and the saturated fat and the sugar are just as bad for your heart as red meat is. So, yeah, it definitely didn't happen overnight. And I don't think most people and most patients can do it in a day or a week. I think it takes weeks. It takes months to to Years. transition yeah. over. And, yeah, some people may never. But as you say, if you can at least make changes, simple. Some people do meatless Mondays. Some people <clears throat> try to go one meal without meat or a couple meals a week. Anything you do is 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 going to help your health. But I think sometimes when you see a medical test or a bad test result, people get scared and it usually takes a scare, whether it's yourself or a family member. And that's what happened to me. And then um, at first I didn't know what to eat, to be honest. I, I tried several meal delivery services, you know, vegan plant-based ones. It took me a while to find one that I liked, but yeah, I lost a lot of weight at first. I lost 15 or 16 pounds. And then what was your energy to, level? Like what, what, like how did, what was that like? You know, the energy level definitely improved when I started eating the right foods and eating less of the, you know, the so-called standard American diet, the sad diet, as they call it, where I was eating a lot of processed foods, a lot of meats, um, 
very little, um, you know, whole vegetables and, you know, fruits, beans, nuts, things like that. And yeah, my energy improved, my sleep improved somewhat. Um, I, I started working out more and I had the energy to do so. And, you know, I think that's another big misconception. People think you need to have meat, you need to be eating lots of meat to build muscle. And, you know, that's actually not the case. You can do that with plant-based foods, plant-based protein powders and things of that nature. But um, it definitely takes a while. But if you're sort of motivated enough or you have someone in your family that's motivated, I think you can you can do it. But it's definitely not something that isn't going to happen overnight. But once you learn it and once you know the information, like as a doctor, I can't ignore it now. So I'm very like passionate about it. And I, sh- I do share that a lot with my patients now who honestly aren't necessarily coming to me for that. But they're sort of getting that um, uh, as an aside is, yeah, I can do your tummy tuck, but this is what you need to do to maintain it. This is what you should do before and after is, you know, think about changing your diet. The entire, the body is constantly being exposed to inflammation. When you look at cancers, heart disease, lung disease, liver disease, fatty liver, cirrhosis, you name it. Typically, you know, our, our bodies are constantly in this sort of flux of, of inflammation. And Part of it is just the environment we live in, right? You breathe certain air, your lungs are exposed to inflammation. But a lot of it is stuff we do to ourselves. If you smoke, if you eat poorly, you know, all of these things. And I think a lot of people have this idea that, you know, well, I can exercise, I can out-exercise a bad diet. Absolutely zero wrong. And I tell my patients, when you're talking about you know, and it's a lot of things besides just weight. But when I'm talking to my patients about losing weight, you could exercise five hours a day, but if you have a bad diet, it's not going to help you. You're not, it's all about the food. It's what you put into your body, which is most critical. And, and so you take this information for yourself and now you're benefiting. You feel better. You've lost weight. You've gained muscle mass. I'm sure you're healthier all around. You've lowered your cholesterol. Now you're saying to yourself, okay, Now, how can I translate this into what I do every day, which is plastic surgery? And I'll be honest with you, I don't know, but I'm going to take a pretty educated guess that there aren't a lot of plastic surgeons out there that are really pushing this plant-based sort of process, probably bad choice of word process, this plant-based diet or lifestyle. And I think that's the beauty of you. I mean, like I said, full disclosure, I've known Dr. Bruno a long time. I've seen him and I've watched his career. I've seen him become one of the top surgeons in in Beverly Hills. But I'm most impressed with the fact that he now has adopted this plant-based thing. So you see the difference in your outcomes and infection. Talk a little bit about how that works and and how you get your patients to, to follow this and the outcomes. Well, you know, some patients will, um, before a surgery, for example, they'll want some advice, like, you know, I, I want to lose 20 pounds before a tummy tuck. And I'll say, well, I have the answer. It's a whole foods plant-based diet, but it's not just, that's the way you're going to lose weight, which you will. That's the healthiest diet you should be on long-term. And, you know, honestly, I don't think everyone takes the advice because it's, it's hard to change them that much in a short consultation, as you know, you maybe only have 15 or 20 minutes, but um, the ones will come back to have a second consultation and they have lost weight in preparation for their surgery. And they always ask afterwards, how do I maintain this? And it's like, you have to maintain this with a healthy diet. And they're like, well, what do you recommend? And I say, well, it's a 
a whole foods plant-based diet. And I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a chef. I don't, can't give out recipes to people, but I can give them the basic outline of, you know, look, you want to reduce inflammation, as you said, especially in the post-surgery setting. Um, if they're going to take protein powders, you know, be that, make those plant-based, make smart decisions in the recovery. And not only will they maintain their weight, which is why they came to me in the first place was to aesthetically look better. They're going to be healthier. And hopefully, especially like the moms that I operate on can pass this on to the family because they're usually kind of in charge of, you know, the shopping, the cooking, you know, that sort of thing. So I, I do see people where it, it becomes a habit and becomes part of their life. But, you know, honestly, some people come to me and they're like, look, just, I just want this two hour surgery from you. Can you, can you change my life? But you plant but, the you seed, know, you know, right. I think that's yeah, important. Oh, you, you get them thinking about that. And I mean, quite honestly, I, I, I'm sure they go to their regular doctor, their internist or family physician, whomever. And as you said earlier, you know, it's all about, uh, and I'm not saying I do this, but I'm saying there's probably a lot of doctors and I get it. You know, we, the whole world of medicine and practicing, it's different now than it was 30 years ago. This is not Marcus Welby days anymore. This is not how it works. It's a different world and you're stressed and you're rushed and you're doing this, and you're doing that. And, and so many people you look at, you know, I've done a lot of discussions and talks with people from the, the pharmaceutical industry and you, you look at all these medications. It's kind of like that easy route but if you lay a foundation or at least plant the seed, right, get them thinking that, especially for what you do. I mean, look, surgeons, and I've worked with them for a long time, whether it's plastics or ortho or whatever they're doing, they're all about outcomes. Not only do they want what they do to come out good and look good and be functionally good, but you want it to last. You don't want infections postoperatively, either acutely or you know later down the road. You want a good statistic behind what the work that you do. And I think it starts with all of the things that you're saying. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, patients, you know, they have to do their part, whether it's in primary care, plastic surgery or anything. And I think, um, you know, the nutrition is probably the most important, um, element of everyone's life that we have direct control over. Like you control, three or four times a day, those decisions of what you're going to eat. Now, most people make poor decisions each time, but you know, if you're going to have, let's say something like a tummy tuck an expensive procedure, let's at least try to have the best outcome, control everything before and after, and hopefully maintain that result. And I think uh, it does get overlooked a lot. I overlooked it myself for the first 49 years of my life, but you know, it's never too late to start eating better. And um, I think, you know, to my patients, even if I give them one tip or I tell them one good documentary to watch, it's something. And some of them I could tell are interested and some of them write it into their phone and they get it. But um, <laughs> it, it just takes, you know, it takes, uh, you know, it's one patient at a time. And I think for the, some of the big leaders have bigger platforms and, you know, the Dr. Gregors of the world with their books, I think they're spreading the word. And I think over time, this is going to, affect you know the masses i just think it's a more gradual shift but i think more and more people are getting it and i i as a you know specialized plastic surgeon try to do what i can i'm not you know in primary care i'm maybe not getting to these people at the right uh point in their life but i'm getting to them at some point yeah well and quite honestly i i i don't know i think uh 
when you look at the world of plastic surgery and, and, and that sort of that vanity element or people wanting to look good and wanting, I, I, maybe that is the motivating factor for them. You know, I see patients all the time. I work with smokers trying to get them to quit smoking. You know, it's one cigarette less at a time. You know, these people that can just wake up overnight, throw their cigarettes away and say, I'm done after smoking for 40 years. There aren't a lot of those people out there. And I don't know how some of those people are able to do that. And I think when you look at what you're doing, and again, we said this earlier, listen, it's heading that direction. And, uh, you know, the idea is if you eat meat seven days a week, well, guess what? If you eat it six days a week, that's better than seven and five is better than six and so on. So, and I think to your point too, a lot of places are adopting this. You know, if, if you were to go into a restaurant, uh, you know, in a big city years ago and ask for like the vegan menu or the plant-based menu, they'd probably throw you out of the restaurant. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, nowadays they're like, of course, you know, and it's there. So it's, it's available. Do you find that, that it's a lot easier to do now than imagine doing this, say 10 or 15 years ago? I mean, what do you think from, from a consumer standpoint? I, no, I definitely think it's easier now. I mean, you know, it's definitely a luxury living in Southern California, you know, specifically Los Angeles, where there are tons of vegan options, plant-based restaurants and so forth. But, you know, as short as 15 years ago, you know, I was in Durham, North Carolina, uh, in my plastic surgery residency. And that's unheard of. I still don't know how many plant-based restaurants they have in, you know, that part of the country. And I think there's probably that shift is getting even to places like, you know, the South and the Midwest, but yeah, I think now there's more options. There's more education. There's more <clears throat> meal delivery. I think there's more readily available plant-based options because, um, you know, times have changed. You know, it's not, the 90s it's not the early 2000s and i think in this age where people they do want results overnight and i think a lot of people expect change quickly i will say this even in the span of a few weeks of switching to a whole foods plant-based diet like people report subjectively feeling better better sleep better energy and then objectively you know lower blood glucose lower blood right. pressure lower cholesterol. And I've seen this in documentaries and I read it in, you know, various, you know, uh, books and studies. So you can have changes in weeks. I mean, not minutes or days, but still like, you know, if you choose the kale salad over the bacon, double cheeseburger, you made a good decision that day <laughs> for that moment. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. And so I, and I know having you, you having been in this practice for a while now, you get people who come in and say, I want to look like Jennifer Aniston. I want to look like right. These people, the Jennifer Anderson's of the world, the you know whoever you want to use your your sort of idea of perfection. Um, that's personally my idea of perfection. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know what? These people are not eating the the sad diet as you as you placed put it. You know what? These people are living more of a lifestyle like you are. Yeah, they're eating um, you know healthy foods. You can't look like those people on, you know, uh, bacon, double cheeseburgers in the traditional American diet. Now, sure, they probably have access to great skincare and other things like that, but still, it all starts with their nutrition. And if you want to look good in your 40s, 50s, you know, and 60s, it really starts with the nutrition. I think a lot of people, especially patients I see, they always may seem that, well, there's some 
topical cream or serum or laser that's going to like bail them out. And, you know, those things work to a certain extent. But if you have a poor diet, you can't overcome it with, you know, skincare and lasers. Um, you have to also start from within and to slow the aging process and try to, you know, eat a better diet, try to cut down on the sugar, try to exercise more, try to have mild to moderate caloric restriction. Cause you can really at the, you know, at the molecular cellular level, really slow the aging and, you know, improve the quality of your skin. And, you know, these things don't happen overnight, especially in the society where, you know, you, you go on Instagram and you see an ad on Facebook and you see a cream and you think it's going to change your face in two or three days. It just doesn't work that way. And, uh, it does take time for people to understand that. And uh, I think people are, I think there's the shift is happening. It's just, you know, not as fast as we would hope. The other part of this is the, the industries, right? When you look at the industry, I mean, let's just take smoking, for example, right? 30, 40 years ago, doctors were smoking at the nurse's station. It was the glamorous thing yeah. to do. You're battling with the tobacco industry. You're battling with the meat industry. And when you took look at the water consumption and the environmental impact and all of these things, and let me make this clear. This is not about saying, okay, everybody just go to their refrigerator and throw away all the meat products. That's not what we're saying. We're saying to start to head that direction making a few better choices. You said this, you got to give yourself a chance. We live this fast-paced life. We just make decisions without even thinking about them. You don't get in your car and just go blasting through red lights and stop signs or turn into traffic without stopping and looking and doing all these things. Why can't people just start to do that for their health? You know, give yourself a chance. I, I'd use a tool with my patients. I call it M&M. And it's, it's, been really helpful. And it's about motivation. And what is your motivation? And it's the, the tool M&M is mindfulness and motivation. And that basically means take about five to 10 seconds and be mindful of every decision you're about to make. And then what is your motivation? You know, why do I want to eat healthier? Why do I want to lose weight? Why do I want my skin to look good? Why do I want to look good or feel good? It's about whether it's for your kids or just for yourself or your grandkids, or you're going to retire and you want to be healthy, whatever it is, give yourself a chance to make those decisions. And I think, you know, what I love about you, Bill, is that I, I know you're talented and, and I listen, there are a lot of plastic surgeons in this country. There's a lot of them in California. There's really a lot of them in Beverly Hills, but I think what the extra thing that you have to offer it's, is what anybody is asking of their plastic surgeon. Make it look good and make it last. I want this to be something that I, I can convey and I have this confidence in whatever it is. And I think that's what a very unique quality about what you do. And I, I would be hard pressed to think, you know, what other colleagues and, you know, I don't know what you think. What, what, what do you get a sense is going on in the plastic surgery community with something like this? Well, you know, well, thank you. You know, I, we can't lose sight of the fact that even that, you know, as a plastic surgeon, I'm still a doctor. I'm still a physician and I can't ignore, you know, that part of it. Even when I look at like the labs, the patients come in just to have their, um, you know, their elective surgery, I'll look at their cholesterol. I'll be like, hmm, I'll have to tell this person 
Right. You have to mention that to them, even though it doesn't really matter what the cholesterol is for the surgery, but it kind of matters for their life. You know, I can't, can't ignore that. So, I, you know, I don't know if a lot of plastic surgeons kind of emphasize or discuss this. More should, but, you know, I think all doctors should. I think, you know, internists, I think any other specialty surgeons, you know, uh, you know, whatever field, I think. And we didn't learn this in 30 years or 25 no, years ago. Med no, we definitely did and, not. Um, I wish that we had, you know, I don't think prevention is emphasized. I think, you know, it's more about how to treat things once you have them. And I think that the fundamental problem is there is a food industry out there that is marketing food to us with no care in the world about how poorly it's affecting our health. And then there's a health industry that's ignoring how good food can be for us. Right. And this is the it's a problem. And you know, the the you know the government outlines a food pyramid and it makes no sense. It tells you to eat meat twice a day and dairy. I mean, and there's no science behind that, but it's very profitable to the meat and dairy industry. <laughs> right. No, I mean, you we were talking about that. It's the meat and the dairy industry. And when you look at smoking, big tobacco, all of these things, big pharma, you know, listen, I'm sure the producers of anti-lipidemic drugs aren't super thrilled about people going to a plant-based diet. You know, it, it cuts on their costs, but here's the deal. People come in to see Dr. Bruno and yes, you're going to get an amazing experience. You're going to get amazing outcomes. But listen, how great is an outcome if you're not healthy and well? Whether it's a tummy tuck or a lift or a mommy makeover or breast dog or whatever it is people are doing, you want to look good, but you want to be able to show that. You know, it's, yeah, it's for ourself and, and that self-esteem, but I think, listen, we all want to look good. And, and I think part of feeling good is looking good and that confidence level goes through. But if you're not healthy, how are you supposed to, you know, display this new you that you give them? As you say, you know, you're changing lives, but if people aren't allowed to go out and really show, hey, their confidence level and whether it's aesthetics or or whatever it is, you know, without being healthy, it, it doesn't really help you much. It really doesn't. No, I agree. I definitely think that, um, you know, the diet and the nutrition is an extension of, yeah, everyone wants to look good. And you can look good with, you know, a proper diet. And I think it's a decision we get to make all the time, every day. And we just don't give much thought to it. And I think we feel that we're, we're sort of uh, destined to have a certain disease or destined to look a certain way. But that's what's so interesting about this is you, the person, the patient, you can control your destiny. You can change your future. You could change your outcome by changing the foods that you eat. And um, it's really as simple as that, but it's hard to execute that. Right. And it's hard to change 30, 40 years of poor decision-making and fast foods and those types of- But it's doable. Of, it's doable. It's, it's, it's doable. And whether you have to do it, whether you have to do it with the guidance of a doctor or a dietitian or a friend or family member, it's totally doable. And it doesn't take years to see signs. You can see changes in- you know, weeks to months. And there's a lot of data out there, but that data isn't getting to the consumer or the patients. I think uh, the, the, the other, uh, the food industry has a, has a really big limitless budget and they're very powerful. 
They are. uh, No, no, you're right. And it's a, it's a thing. And, uh, I don't know, man. I just think a lot of people you're doing amazing surgery. I mean, your, your career speaks for you, but this is just another level that you've taken it. And I think that a lot of people can benefit from all over. I know people come from all over the world to see you. Um, and, and again, this is just yet another example of why, unless you think that Dr. Bruno is not human, he does miss his sweets. And I will be the first to tell you that uh, uh, he loves his sweets. But let me tell you, there are other options, guys. So I promise you, uh, you know, there. Uh, you know, Bill, I can't thank you enough because uh, I, I think you're doing amazing work. But this this is at a whole nother level. And if you guys want great procedures and great outcomes and you want to look and feel good, and another level to add the insurance of the outcome and long last and be able to just enjoy the new you. Go see Dr. Bruno. Bill, where can we find you? Share all of your social media information, everything, so, so everybody knows where to find you uh, in Beverly Hills. Yeah, uh, my, my website is uh, williambrunomd.com. And um, my social media, like Instagram and Facebook, is uh, williambrunomd. And, um, you know, I'm just starting to put a little more content out there, especially on Instagram, like wellness tips, because for a while I wasn't sure, is this the right place for it? You know, I'm a plastic surgeon, but I can't not share it with patients if they want it. You know, if they don't want it, that's fine too. But I think it's important to at least um, let them know what I'm passionate about and let them know how this can help, you know, not only their aesthetic outcome, but just their health and hopefully their family's health. They can uh, spread the word. Well, you guys heard it. Uh, Bill, my friend, thank you for spending some time with us and getting the word out because uh, it's, it's a step. uh, It's a step above what others are doing. I'm quite sure. So um, thank you so much for spending some time. Well, thank you. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show and I look forward to uh, talking to you soon. Well, that's it. Don't forget, subscribe, download, and listen to Wellness Inc. with me, Dr. Mike Moreno. My guests challenge us to learn more about the influence of wellness in all of our lives. Stay in the know. Don't miss Wellness Inc. The Wellness Inc. with Dr. Mike Moreno podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional medical, financial, legal, or other advice diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during this podcast is at the listener's own risk. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professional. Thank you.